Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to episode 68 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Charlie of Build and Create Home. If you remember... I actually interviewed Charlie for the first time, probably getting close to two years ago, before I even had a podcast. Um, I was kind of just testing out whether, you know, I thought whether it worked for me and and others really liked the content or not. Um, And so I had her, I interviewed her and put her interview up on um, my blog, on my website, my Freeman Furnishings website. And then I did post that later on onto the podcast, but it was such a short interview um, in comparison to the interviews that I do now. It was only about a 25-minute interview. So I really wanted the chance to have Charlie back on the podcast on a full episode, asking her all the questions. And plus, it's been two years, and Charlie is super fun and funny to talk with, and you can tell by the interview because I do lots of laughing. But before I get into the episode, I want to do a shout out to all of my patrons over on Patreon. So a shout out to Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy of Studio Obey, Kathy of uh, One Girl in Her Tools, DK of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen of Little Bear Furniture and Ethan, Ethan Carter Design. So thank you each and every one of you for being patrons. I greatly appreciate it. Um, And I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start shouting out patrons and thanking you at the start of the show so that you remember that I appreciate you each and every month. Um, And if you want to become a patron of the Maker Mom podcast, I'd love to have you join. Just head on over to Patreon. That's just P-A-T- R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Maker Mom podcast to find out all the details on how to do that, how to become a patron. A bunch of different tiers over there for you to choose from. No pressure at all, of course, uh, but I do love all the patrons over there and they do get a few extra things. All of you, be forewarned, there is going to be an online meetup happening before WorkbenchCon if I can make it happen. Um, so we'll get a chance to chat and then hopefully I'll get a chance to meet all of you in person at WorkbenchCon this year. So one more thing to throw in before we get into the interview. Um, if it hasn't been made clear already, I will be at WorkbenchCon in just a couple of weeks, and I will be presenting or facilitating the parent panel, so I hope all of you come over and check that out, where we'll have five awesome makers who are also parents. Uh, three of them are maker moms who have been guests on the podcast. One is Ellen Smith of Little Bear Furniture. One is Brandy of Eternal Harvest decor. Sorry, Brandy, I always mess that up. And then Char of the Wooden Maven. Um, Those are the three Maker Moms that you've already heard episodes on, uh, but they'll be up there on the panel. And then we've got two Maker Dads. We've got Caleb of You Can Make This Too, and then we've got Chris of A Glimpse Inside. So super excited to have them join on the panel as well. And that will be happening on Friday from 10.15 to 11.15 a.m. is our time slot. So I hope you all can join. We're going to be talking about the hectic life of, you know, being a maker, running your own business. Some of them that are on the panel, this is just their side hustle and they have a full-time job. Plus, they have home life with a spouse and kids and managing it all and how to balance if there is such a thing as balance. So I think it will be a fantastic panel. I think you guys can learn a lot. And then in the afternoon on both 
Friday and Saturday, me and Ellen are going to be showing off our carving skills and doing a carving demo. So come check that out. I believe it's from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Come check that out and uh, you can talk with us, uh, ask us all sorts of questions, plus get to try out some of the tools that we really love using. Um, we're going to be demonstrating how to carve a seat, how to carve a bowl. We'll have some hardwood there. We'll have some plywood there. So come on over and carve and get dusty because I know all of you are just like me and if you're out of the shop for too long you start getting antsy. So perfect time to get a little making in. All right. Okay. I swear I'm done with all of those announcements now. So let's jump right into talking with Charlie of uh, Build and Create Home, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, Charlie, why don't you start with a, a quick little introduction about yourself? All right, um, I'm a DIYer and woodworker. I'm also a mom of four, and uh, we are currently living in Hawaii. We bought our house here about 10 years ago. We had renters in it for a couple of years and then we're back. Um, we just added on 700 square feet. We've been renovating all that and I do a lot of it myself. Awesome. Um, and I'll get into all of that, I'm sure, but let's go back a little ways. Let's go back to your childhood. What was your childhood like? Where did you uh, grow up and what was your family like? Childhood. Oh, sheesh. Okay. I was uh, raised in Utah, <clears throat> northern Utah. I have two brothers um, and I'm the oldest. So bossy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit type A. <clears throat> um, I did not do any DIY or crafty type projects at all growing up. Um, I, I didn't even know how to clean, really. My mom was pretty relaxed on us. So when I moved out on my own, I had to kind of learn all that stuff on my own. Uh, and then when I got married, my husband is actually really handy. Um, but he's super busy. Uh, so he would just teach me how to do things and I would get started from there. So yeah, typical child, didn't play any sports. Kind of awkward, <laughs> a little bit uh did cartwheels and dislocated my kneecaps you know stuff like that that's apparently a little bit uncoordinated um but i sing and that's about okay. it i couldn't so wait to uh you were into music a little bit yeah 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 all my kids um one plays the violin and the clarinet one plays the trumpet uh they all play the piano um one of them sings as well Two of them sing, so they're all music nerds. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah our, we just started our oldest on uh, piano lessons. He's in first grade, so we just started him on that. And I played viola from fourth grade all the way through graduating high school and then haven't touched an instrument since. Yeah. So I, I was pretty sure I had forgotten, like, all of that, but just helping him work through his practicing and reading music, learning to read music and stuff. I'm like, Whoa, stuff's actually coming back. It doesn't yeah. leave you. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> um, are either one of your brothers into the same kind of DIY stuff that you're into now? Um, one of them is he's done some home renovation type projects, but not a ton. It's not, something he's passionate about, just something he does for the sake of having some equity in his house. Mm -hmm. um, and the other ones, he's about a decade younger than me. Um, and he, they just had their first baby, uh, he and his partner. And it's, I don't think he does any of, any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> no. no, my mom just went out and visited him and I think their house needed a little bit of help. They worked on that together and, Bought, bought him his first drill. I don't think he even had a drill up till then. So safe to say no. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of on my own here. I'm the oddball out. Okay. Well, what did you do post high school? Uh, I went to college. I actually majored in linguistics and English. So I'm a language nerd. I studied um, 
Spanish and Portuguese, I speak fluently. And then I also studied Russian, Arabic, and Mandarin. I don't speak any of those at all anymore. Um, and my husband and I did humanitarian service in Mozambique. Their national language is Portuguese. So, and my husband also speaks Portuguese. So that's why we went there, chose to live there for six months, two different times um, before having kids. I was really young when we got married, I was 21. Um, so, and then, that's about it. I had babies. I had two kids before my undergraduate was finished. So. You are brave. That's all I'm going to say yeah. to that. <laughs> um, do you guys, uh, have you taught your kids Portuguese? Um, they speak Italian. We okay. lived in Italy for three years and I forced them all to go to public Italian school. Um, my oldest still speaks pretty well. My uh, second oldest, so my oldest is 15. Uh, my second oldest is 13. And I told them they had to do two years of public Italian school, then third year they could choose. So my oldest stayed for all three years. Uh, my second um, chose to be homeschooled her last year. And my third chose to go to the American school that was there her third year. So the second two don't speak quite as well. And then my son was, he was just a toddler when we left. So he didn't speak at all. Okay. But I would like him to all be fluent in another language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially since you're a language nerd, right? It makes, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So how long have you been a DIYer slash woodworker? Just since we purchased our house in 2010, um, it needed a whole lot of, whole lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work. And even though he had the know-how, I was the one who had the time, uh, you know, minus the babies that I was taking care of. Um, we had three kids at the time. And so he would get me started on a project like, okay, this is how you scrape popcorn ceilings and this is how you patch drywall and this is how you run a circular saw and how you run a multi-tool. And I would just, okay, and take it from there and scrape the popcorn ceilings. And when he was available, then he would, he would help as well. Um, but that's kind of how I got into it. And then our next house, we were only here for a year. So we did real kind of superficial stuff on it. Um, and then our next location, we were renting. So I couldn't do the home DIY projects, uh, but I had the power tools and I had the know-how and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should try to build some stuff. And that's when I got into kind of some basic furniture building. I didn't really get into doing client work uh, until we moved back here. So about the last three years is all. Okay. Okay. Um, did you have any intention on turning it into a business at all when you got started? Mm, no, not at all. Um, I, how did I start? I was in a Facebook group and I posted a picture of something that I had done. It's a local group uh, here on the island. And someone said, hey, can you make me one? And I was like, hmm yeah sure okay um and then they started asking for custom things and it just kind of spread word of mouth and i loved it and i have a hard time saying no so it just kind of exploded because i can't say no and then my husband was like we have a whole lot of house projects that you need to do like how do i put in an order <laughs> for these house projects because i need to be bumped up in the line um our house needs priority. So I had to just stop taking orders completely um, until our house is done because we are moving again this summer and I have way too much to do. <laughs> but I love doing client builds. I just don't get to do it as much as I'd like with our house projects too. Kind of split 50-50 DIY and woodworking. Okay. So if you're moving this summer, you're going to be staying on the island or? Nope. We are going um, probably to Germany. That's, mm -hmm. Now that I've said it out loud, I probably just jinxed it and we'll go somewhere else. But as of right now, that's where we're slated to go. So. And that's because your husband's in the military? 
Okay. Um, from our conversation before, knowing what you talked about when you were over in Italy, like, do you foresee kind of a similar thing happening when you're over there? So you're not going to have a house probably to work on? Yeah, we won't have house. Um, it'll be military housing. Um, but I still think it would be fun to do projects in the house, still DIY projects, but showing people what you can do with a rental. Um, ways that you can decorate and make it your own without tearing out a wall mm -hmm. or retiling. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that challenge. I think it will be interesting. And they also have a big wood shop on where we're going. So I'll be able to do a lot of my woodworking projects as well. Really focus a lot more on that side of it rather than the DIY. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, being that I've never lived in that situation, I have no reference whatsoever. But I'm just curious, do you think like there's potential to teach other military spouses while there, especially if there is like that wood shop um, access? Yeah, definitely. And I do that right now, actually. I teach classes um, to military wives. Um, well, a few husbands have come to, but usually with their wife. Um, and they're very, very basic classes. A lot of them have never even used a drill before. So I'm holding their hand as they're using a drill for the first time and really nervous. And I love that though. I love being able to empower women and teach them how to use tools and that they can do things on their own, especially these military wives because husbands are gone all the time, sometimes for really long periods of time. And you can't just wait around for them to come back so you can hang a picture on the wall some of them don't even do that much mm -hmm. um so and it gives them it's it's therapeutic it's a really good outlet if, i think it would be great if a lot of people could get more into it and yeah i definitely would like to continue to do that there but it will depend on the the shop and mm -hmm. what they say and, you know you have to get approval and all that stuff yeah so hopefully what, that works out. What do you find when you're, like, currently when you're teaching, um, you know, military spouses on basic projects, like, what's the feedback you get from that? I mean, do they leave going, I'm going to, I feel confident to tackle whatever now, or do some of them still kind of feel like this isn't for me, or, like, what's the feedback you get? I think both, you know, uh, but mostly they're excited um, to have done something on their own for the first time is really exciting. Some of their projects are terrible. They, <laughs> they look terrible. And some, some of them, you know, I've, I try to say, okay, do you see this problem in your project? And are you okay leaving it like that? Or do you want me to teach you how to fix it the right way? And some of them are like, oh yeah, I really want to learn and they want to perfect it and improve. And some of them are like, no, that's fine. I just want to, do have something simple and done and I can put it on my table or my wall or whatever it is we're making. Um, some of them have gone on to, they just plow right in and go to University of YouTube and um, buy miter saws and start building stuff. And I think that's awesome, uh, but very few. Most of them are still really hesitant. I mean, if you've never used a drill before, the chance that you're gonna go out and buy a saw or not great um but i'm getting approval to have to teach the more um the, the bigger tools teach on the saws they have to go through a safety course first to do that um so they go through the safety course uh with me and then we'll teach some of the projects on the saws and that will be interesting to see how many of them keep up with it and then they can come into the shop whenever they want and build stuff there at the shop. They don't have to go out and buy their own tools. And so I'd love to see that go, go a little bit farther rather than just, right now I just teach the drill and um, brad nailer because those are relatively safe. And I have everything pre-cut before the class. So we'll be, you know, today we're gonna assemble a box to go on the table for, you know, the, um, 
curr jars and people do that a lot or uh, stovetop covers we've done stovetop covers and just really really simple things um, and I've done some home decor ones too so where we make uh, decorations specifically for the season you know little planters that have nothing to do with woodworking it's a plastic pumpkin that we paint and I teach them how to arrange flowers and you know things like that too so. but that I mean I think that's really great that you're able to kind of empower that whole community you know it's and fun it's a lot of work but it's very very fulfilling yeah I'm I'm sure it is I mean I've only taught very few classes but there's definitely something exciting watching somebody else get excited about something you enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what was the first tool that you got introduced to and how slash why did you get introduced to it? Circular saw was my first saw um, that I used. And it was basically just because that's what we had <laughs> that we just bought a, Porter cable set that had the standard drill driver, circ saw, reciprocating saw, multi-tool, you know, and um, that was, I guess, the most versatile. Uh, not that a circular saw is super versatile, but, you know, and it was cordless, so I could take it outside and use it. Um, I'm actually doing a tutorial today in my Instagram stories on very basic introduction to the circular socks. I thought I'd, I want to get back to teaching those really basic things um, like I do with my classes. So, and I don't even remember what I, what I was using it for or what I built with it, but I remember that was, that was my first tool. The first one that I bought for myself for woodworking was the jigsaw. And I also love the jigsaw. I think it's, it really is a versatile, more versatile tool. Um, and relatively safe. I think it's a great beginner tool for people that are afraid of any type of saw. You can get quite a bit done with a jigsaw. It's not going to be awesome. You're not going to have super straight lines. You can set up a, a fence, but it's still going to be pretty, pretty wobbly. Um, but you're not going to chop a lot off with that. Your limbs are all going to be okay. You might need stitches, but it'd be pretty hard to hurt yourself drastically with a jigsaw. Um, so. Yeah, I think my first handheld power tool that I bought for myself was a jigsaw. Yeah. Um, and I had very limited knowledge of stuff. But yes, no matter how many fences you set up, that line's never going to be exactly straight. No. No. <laughs> You'll be doing some sanding. Yes, yes, you will. Um, and, and circular saws are good, but, you know, I still, like, I still kind of feel a little intimidated by them sometimes. Um, yeah. Because it only takes, like, one, you know, misjudgment, and that saw could be coming down on on your leg or something like that and would not be yeah. good. <laughs> I teach beginners, so in my tutorial you'll see today, to use the foam board and put it straight on the ground mm -hmm. so no legs involved yep. and no pinching of the blade um so you can just cut straight up the foam board and it's relatively safe way to do it i think um but still scary if you've never used one before even just the sound yep. like, <laughs> yeah i had to i had to use it quite a lot with the project i just got done the ottoman i just got done um because i I used a cottonwood slab that I had uh, to do like a live edge um, apron around the outside of yeah. the ottoman frame. And that thing was like, there's, I mean, it needed to be milled. It was definitely like in rough shape, but yeah. to even get it to that point, it's like, yeah, I had a, I laid it out on the foam, the really super thick foam and, and cut it that way with a circular saw. And I'm glad I did because of course more things show up as you break down rough lumber like that, you know, checks and warpage and cups and all of that fun stuff. And there's no way you could cut that on a table saw. There's just 
safely. There's just no way you could do that. Um, definitely not. And table saw for me was way later on. I only got a table saw two years ago, maybe three. Um, and my first handful of times using it, I was petrified. I had to have, you know, my husband there with me. It's like, okay, don't touch anything or do anything, but I just want you to stand here in case I really hurt myself because I want to drive myself to the ER. I just need somebody here. Um, so I know it's, it's mm -hmm. intimidating and probably hard for people to start up without, without someone who already knows how to use it. It's nice to have someone who can show you how to use it the right way. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. If, even if you're just watching YouTube videos, you not, may not know about kickback and not, not all tutorials are created equal. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I had some very dried poplar that I used for the frame of the ottoman. So I was cutting that. It was pretty in good shape. I was cutting that on the table saw, but even that, um, I noticed as I was cutting it, it wasn't, it must not have been as dry as they thought it was because it was like pinching back together behind the blade. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, shut it all down. And because uh, even the riving knife wasn't like getting pinching the, behind. Yeah, I was pinching behind that. So I went and got, this was at the local maker space. I was using their table saw. And so I went and got the you know, manager of the space and was like, can you just be on the back end of this and like stick a piece of wood in between as I'm pushing so this doesn't throw me against a wall, you know? Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, it's almost impossible to show that on YouTube. You know what I mean? To like really break down Everything, like yeah. that, that can, can go, go wrong. wrong. Yeah. Things wrong. Yeah. So I know from watching your social media, you do like, you have the lovely advantage of doing a lot of work outside, outdoors. Yes. <laughs> An advantage and a disadvantage because when it's, when it rains, when it's bad weather, it is no fun because I have to walk from my house. So, so half my stuff is in my garage and half of my stuff is in my shop. My garage is at the front of my house and the shop is in my backyard. So I have to trace all the way through my house to my garage to get things and go back and forth and it's muddy and I'm a mess. And so is your shop, is, is your shop in the backyard enclosed or is it like? Uh, so I, um, I don't know if these are, people use this term on the mainland also, but they call them easy corners. They're kind of like pop-up tents, but they're more permanent. They use a tarp um, and metal frame. And we have ours um, held down with, they're tied down with the like trampoline stakes. You mm -hmm. twist them into the ground. And then um, we built a platform for it. And then I built a bench. So I have my table saw and my miter saw on the bench and then my router table on a table behind me. Um, so I do those things outside and most of my sanding is all done outside. Um, and then I have to bring it in for assembly because I don't have any space for assembly. So I have a big open spot here in the house that I use for assembling stuff. And then it's, my house is just a disaster during assembly time because stuff's everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be outside on nice days and it's really beautiful and we have trade winds so it's so you don't have to worry spot. yeah so you don't have to worry about dust collection or anything <laughs> like that no no <laughs> i'm probably i've probably got a whole bunch of termites out there though honestly <laughs> they're gonna have a heyday we'll probably have to have our house tented when we move because I'm, I'm just inviting them into the neighborhood there you go <laughs> all these lovely species of lumber in my backyard being <laughs> cut up and sawdust all over my grass. Mm -hmm. Does your grass still grow? Um, yeah, it, it, the, where the platform is, there's, you know, it's mud under that, but we do have grass in our yard. <laughs> when I was for, for probably about six months when I was working out of my garage that's attached to my home, 
I was doing carving during the summertime and springtime outside, so I didn't have to worry about all the sawdust and stuff. But then it would look like snow across the front yard, you know, just like... (laughs) That's a serious amount of sawdust. (laughs) Piles of sawdust. And yeah, that was more like my wife's like, you're not leaving that there. You're not killing the grass where there's this giant pile of sawdust. (laughs) When I use my planer, I do actually have to be responsible and clean that up. (laughs) I just put a tarp out and it goes Mm -hmm. on the tarp and then I wrap the tarp up and um, toss the shavings, but it's, that's a mess. That's a big mess. Those piles are. That's what I started doing too is the tarp, put the tarp down carve on top of the tarp and then makes cleanup a little bit easier but I'm still looking for a dust collection system that makes it less hazardous to my health to have to carve like with everything closed during the winter time you know it's like I have to carve indoors um because it's just too cold to be outside but there's just not really any even some of the super powerful systems, it's just not really great at like picking up everything. Yeah. So I haven't found one yet. Especially with angle grinders. I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if WorkbenchCon is ready for the amount of uh, <laughs> yeah. dust that Ellen and I will be kicking up in our little carving corner, but um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, pack your bubble wrap you can (laughs) put all around yeah yeah i'd say pack and bring your own like rz mask with you and then you'll be like good for the demo yeah right um what's your what are your kind of go-to tools like almost on every project i use my miter saw a lot i use my table saw a lot um brad nailer use those three on almost every project a sander oh. <laughs> i wish i didn't have to use a sander but uh, my orbital sander mm-hmm. those are kind of the four big ones oh drills i, I didn't use those so much that they don't even count as tools anymore <laughs> <laughs> if drill counts then yeah yeah must have. what's uh at the top of your list for like this is what i want to want to purchase next bandsaw i do not currently own a bandsaw um and i really love a saw stop mm-hmm. as much as i get comfortable with my little worksite table saw it would be awesome to have that extra added safety feature and a bigger standalone um table saw the job mm-hmm. site saw mine uh, actually doesn't even go to 45 degrees all the way um it's a pain. So I do go to the, the, uh, hobby shop and I use their, they have a few tables, a few, um, saw stops and I mm-hmm. use those if I have to do long beveled cuts or I've been using a circular saw lately too, uh, to do my 45s and actually it's worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly. So you, you don't have like a track saw system or anything like that for your circular saw? Nope. I don't. I use a, uh, drywall square (laughs) big 48 inch drywall square yeah clamp that run it down my square Mm -hmm. that's what i've been using at the uh, makerspace too they have one of those giant uh 48 inch uh drywall squares too and it works pretty well yeah um all right so let's talk the other part of at least your maker business which would be content you create a ton of content. <laughs> um, Black and lately. Oh. <laughs> um, what are all the platforms you are creating content for right now? Right now, um, it's mostly just Instagram and TikTok. And most of those I use interchangeably. I don't create one specifically for one or the other, except photos, obviously, are just Instagram. And sometimes I do some silly stuff on TikTok that doesn't get seen on Instagram <laughs> um, because it wouldn't make sense there. You know, the TikTok mm-hmm. specific um, thing. And I do have a blog, but I post on that like twice a year with 
plans. If people pester me enough about a certain certain item that I've built and they want plans, then I begrudgingly <laughs> write plans for it. <laughs> um, but I hate it. I hate that part of it. It's it's the boring part for me. I'd rather be building and doing stuff. Um, so I only do that if I get guilted into it and, or if a sponsor uh, requires it, but they don't mostly cause my blog is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I have like, no traffic to my blog. Um, I started a YouTube channel, but I have no content on it yet. It's, mm. it's a dream. YouTube is where I would like to be. Uh, I want to be headed, but it's so time consuming. So, so time consuming. And I just haven't gotten around to taking any of my content that I have already and mm-hmm. switching it to making it YouTube ready. So, so the spot, when you talk about sponsors or sponsorship, like that's all going through Instagram. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit surprised because usually I guess I feel like, you know, somebody like you with, the account size you have on Instagram that you'd be having sponsorship on like YouTube and stuff like that. Cause I guess that's uh, well, mean, because but, I don't have, because yeah. I don't have content there. I don't, I don't push it and I don't, it's, it's a tough sell to my 250 <laughs> YouTube followers. You know? <laughs> I literally have zero content there. Zero. I don't even know how I have, you know, the, the 200 and something followers. Like, there's nothing there, guys. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> do, you, get your um, do you think, like, you'll be able to, like, leverage, though, all of kind of what you've gained on so. Instagram once you kind of do, you know, flip the switch and make some content for YouTube? I hope so. Um, that's that's the goal because YouTube obviously is much easier to make money without sponsors. One time it's a residual income that you can just keep making, even if you're not making, um, Mm -hmm. that would be ideal. And that's been the push, but it's it's tough to find that extra time when I have other things I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get done and the motivation because I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the editing, editing process? <laughs> nope. Nope, I don't. So all my Instagram videos I edit on my phone. Um, and that's easy to me. But mm-hmm. you it's different. You got to... Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're in the market for a videographer, I am. I have one who is soon to be my brother-in-law. And that is who I have passed passed all of my YouTube editing off to is to him. Um, I still like you, I still like do like the Instagram and TikTok and anything I can do on my phone fairly quickly. I do on my own. And, Mm -hmm. and then I still have my editing software that I will on occasion pull out, you know, to do a few again, but it's all short stuff. Um, cause otherwise I found myself, uh, like he's going to school for that right now. He's in college and he's going to school for video production and stuff like that. And so it's like, that's like a win-win situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, though, in case Joel ever listens to this, I will, I do pay him. He, I, I don't get him for free. I do pay him for his time. But, um, you know, but he's still probably bossing around for you. A little bit. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> But if you're ever in the market, hit me up, and uh, I'm sure he would be game to get more, more business. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible job to me. Just <laughs> waiting through the hours and hours you know, of content to try to find the good stuff. Whoa. You know, I I mean, they're editing small stuff. I actually enjoy like doing some small stuff. I like, but I'm with you. Like, and I've actually asked him that before. I'm like, are you sure? you want to do this for me? And I throw at you like 10 hours of video clips that you have to go through. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps assuring me that he enjoys it though. Awesome. <laughs> though I will say the, uh, the floor lamp that I carved, which took forever to carve. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's gotten it down to an 18 minute video at its rough draft right now. And <laughs> the title yeah, of the, so long. the title that it was when he sent it was Big Effin' Lamp. That's what he called it. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think you felt the, I felt the frustration from him on that one. <laughs> Poor guy. I think it was like 181 video clips that he had oh, to go through. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have to go through it, so it's all good. <laughs> Are you his only in-law? Because he just got pushed like way down on the favorite list. I'm the only, I'm the only fun one, so I think I'm pretty safe. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but I mean, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, it takes a lot of time. Um, like Ethan Carter, um, he just jumped onto YouTube and he's been taking forever. But it's the same thing. He's like, man, I didn't realize like editing for YouTube takes so much longer. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You have to tell the story in a completely different way than your just right. like short little clip you're throwing out there and yeah. Right. I have a hard time with music too, like finding the right royalty free music or mm -hmm. even paid that it drives me batty. I I like I don't know, music that I already know. I don't have to go out I don't like to go out and search and listen to every sound and go, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then TikTok's a perfect fit for you because like it is. It is. It's like my dream come true. Short I have a short attention span. It's funny. I really love funny and music. So it's like, oh, it's my jam. <laughs> you know what I did yesterday? I just posted to YouTube because I've been trying to vlog and I was like, I haven't done any like, you know, just video post that weren't TikTok over the last week because I've been sick with the latest bug from the kids. And on TikTok, I don't have to talk. So I can just do the whatever silly videos. And so I strung a bunch of those together and put that up on YouTube as my vlog. And that's gotten more views of a vlog than I have on any of my other posts. <laughs> so I was like, huh, maybe I'm onto something. I don't know. <laughs> I will take that win. That's right. Um, all right. So, especially since you're kind of at a mad dash, it sounds like to get things done on the house before summer comes. Yep. How are you managing? I mean, you're active yeah. mom of four, <laughs> making stuff, DIY. Let's no? just put that out. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, it's a juggling act and I am not good at all of them at any given moment I'm really good at one at any given moment and then the other like, and for yourself kids um, or I'm awesome mom and you will not see me at all on any of my social channels and I mm -hmm. I Terrible at balancing. Terrible. I've been trying to be better at um, setting hours for myself and saying, okay, these are the hours I'm going to be focusing just on this and I'm not going to clean my house or worry about house stuff during these hours. I'm just going to be doing, um, you know, these hours or I'm going to be on Instagram, these hours I'm going to be on Pinterest, whatever it is. Uh, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. That's the idea. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted. I, I have, um, ADPD, attention deficit project disorder. So I'll like be doing really well on something and then I'll be like, Oh, but I could be, uh, I should be, I'll just start this real fast. Cause I got the stuff out. I'll just, I'll just start it. I'll get back to this. Do you have any of those like not finished projects around your house then? <laughs> funny. You're funny. <laughs> oh, 
All of them. <laughs> very few 100% done projects. Most of them are, mm, some of them are 50, some of them are 70, some of them are 95, just a couple little holes to fill or whatever. Very few 100%. I find once something makes the transition from my shop into inside my house, the likelihood of it getting completed drastically decreases. <laughs> I always say, oh, I'll, I'll do this in the next couple days. This, this needs to be done. No. 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 <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah, I got, I made an art center. Um, it was one of the Anna White uh, plans, project plans. I made an art center for the kids for Christmas. And I had it done. Huh? With the four seats around it? That table? Yeah. Yeah, that table. Um, with the bookshelf kind of on one end. Yeah. So I made that for the kids for Christmas. And I had it done, like, I don't know, like built and assembled three weeks before Christmas, I think. And I just had to paint it. I was like, I'm going to take it home. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> gonna take it home and get it painted and what was this mom doing this mom was finishing the paint job on christmas eve at 8 p.m <laughs> yeah. on christmas eve that i built yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah and now i'm hoping that doesn't happen with the ottoman because i still have to do the upholstery of the cushion but i brought like you know, because it's all done woodworking-wise. So I brought it home from the shop last night. I know. And now it's sitting in our living room and being used as a stage by my children instead of with a cushion on it being used as an ottoman. Learn your lesson. Learn your lesson. <laughs> um, we never do. <laughs> we never do, no. What's your this favorite part about huh you always say this time will be different <laughs> exactly exactly what's your favorite part about diying and or woodworking um i don't use plans very often um so it's usually just some really vague idea in my head and i can see it and it's I try to build unique stuff I don't you know um and so I love seeing that finished you know the finished project and being like yeah that's exactly what I was thinking in my head and it is awesome and I knew it was going to be awesome but then there's always the you know the moments in between when you're starting the process and you're like wait this might suck really bad <laughs> I'm not really that sure about this um I do that on every project where I'm like, this is going to be so cool. And then I start it and I'm like, wait, what if this is terrible? This might actually be terrible. Oh, oh that's not that bad. Oh, hey, it's turning <laughs> out. So. Yeah, I call fun. that the creative mind process. Like if I got to the end of a project and didn't think it sucked at some point in the middle, then I'm like, well, then this project, like, I must have messed something up because that is right. the process of my process. <laughs> and I find that a lot of times my Instagram stories will follow that same thing because you'll see a lot of stories right at the beginning and then suddenly there won't be stories. Uh-oh, what was I doing? Why was I doing this again? This might be terrible. Or I messed something up and I'm, I'm too ticked off to, to share. And then I bring it back around and I fix it. And I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. Been there, done that. I didn't go in my shop for a whole week after the lamp broke in half. I was like, I'm not even, no, I can't go near it. I can't look at it. <laughs> nope. Don't, don't build off that's power tools and anger <laughs> are not good no 
Okay, so what's the age ranges again of your kiddos? 15, the oldest. How old's your youngest? 15, 13, 10, and 7. Okay. Girl, 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 boy. <laughs> okay. Um, so you had the reverse. Did you guys just keep going till you got a boy or? <laughs> no, just <laughs> happened that way. Just happened that way. I really wanted a, a son and a boy, but I thought all of them, well, I was wrong all four times. <laughs> I was having boy, 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 and then my son I thought was a girl. So I obviously have this mother's intuition that's incredible. Uh, it's all good. I would have been really happy either way, but he is my favorite son. So. <laughs> and he'll always be your favorite son, right? Well, he's, he's adorable and the baby and the only boy so he's for sure spoiled <laughs> mm-hmm. my girl will tell you that he will tell you that too he knows it that's okay Mama's boy. that's okay um that youngest i don't i only have two and still my youngest like my oldest will be like you spoil her i'm like eh, probably a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was actually thinking about that yesterday as I was at the beach. I was watching my kids and watching um, Andrew, the youngest. Um, and he's the baby. He's seven, but I'm still kind of watching him really closely with the water. And that man, when Olivia, my oldest, was that age, I had two other kids already by that point. And so she was the big kid, and I never stressed as much. Um, I've always been a paranoid helicopter mom, but not as much as I do with him. I, she had a lot more freedom, I guess, than, than he does. And it's just how it goes. It's the last one you have to worry about. That's right. The youngest one, the most, no matter what their age is. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite part about being a mom to those four kiddos? Um, when they're funny. <laughs> I love when my kids finally develop a sense of humor um, and all the different stages of it. it. It's the best when they're toddlers and they're learning how to speak and they're funny. And then as they finally are understanding the nuances of sarcasm, I love that. And then as they get older and they start understanding Ending innuendos, and you're watching movies, and they're like, you see that they get stuff, and you're like, ah, that's funny, right? <laughs> I love that. It's it's fun, um, and I love watching them learn. I've taught all my kids how to read before they start school, and it just it's really fulfilling. Like we talked about teaching mm -hmm. women with power tools, watching anyone learn something for the first time is really fun and exciting. And, mm -hmm. Favorite. And snuggles. Snuggles. <laughs> Do they still snuggle with you when they're 15? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's what I hope for. Um, okay. Have you felt like you've had any challenges uh, because you are a woman? in what's more of a male-dominated field? Challenges, I don't know that I would say challenges, but side glances, you know, at the lumber yard or people questioning if I know what I'm doing. Um, more of that kind of stuff, not necessarily challenges. Um, if anything, I think we kind of have it a little bit easier on Instagram. I think people are kind of nice, nice to women in the woodworking community. Now, I have to say DIY is different than woodworking. Woodworking, wood, male woodworkers are a lot nicer to female woodworkers. My tiling videos, um, that's the first time I ever got any negative feedback or criticism on Instagram was when I started posting tiling videos. Like they came at me. Um, 
and other, you know, DIY type stuff that I've tried sharing. Woodworkers are generally pretty nice. It's a pretty great community. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit, <clears throat> I'm a little bit surprised by that only because it's probably just because of, of who I follow, but uh, most of the DIY, like, you know, even home remodeling stuff, like, are people that I follow are people like you. So, like, I see more women doing it than I see men putting it out there. Now, if it's more, like, contractor-based, you know, type stuff, then it tends to be more male-dominated. So, I mean, were you getting it? Were you getting the criticism? Were they mainly males or were it was it across okay. of males okay I've never a female say anything negative ever mm -hmm. women have always been supportive um it's always been male that's in the trade that is like stay in your lane not necessarily because I'm a woman but because I'm a DIYer and they were not hmm. okay with DIYers coming in on the trade space I guess like you don't what you're doing to get wires okay please. so i get i get that like people who f for a living lay floors yep. or that kind of thing <clears throat> right by the way i've seen a lot of their work and my tile work is way better than <laughs> i'm meticulous my corners are tight and everything's level and my tiling is awesome so they just didn't like the way i did it or mm -hmm. I don't, no. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it, <clears throat> that criticism yeah. makes more sense to me now if you're saying it's coming from like the trade side of the industry versus other DIYers saying that to oh, you. No, no. no. Other DIYers are always friendly and no, no bad comments or anything from them. Safety patrol, I get the safety patrol. Um, mm -hmm. Those are always men. I got one yesterday. You shouldn't be standing on that rung of your ladder. It's, you need to stay on the, I was on the top rung. There was another one above, but it was a, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> what kind of, so that's Instagram. And I would say that's probably, I mean, the same type of feedback I get from most makers on Instagram community. What about, TikTok community since that's kind of a new yeah. thing. All kinds of trolls on there and I love them. <laughs> I totally invite them. Like bring it on. You're just increasing my engagement. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Whatever you want. And usually my other followers were, will jump in on them and be like, that was rude. And um I had one little girl, <laughs> she was like 13, 12 said something rude about a flooring that I was installing. She didn't like the style and she, she had used a swear word. And I, and I said, does your mama know that you're a TikTok bully and that you use swear words? And, um, you know, people love that and they jumped on it and she deleted her comment and blocked me. And I guess she was afraid <laughs> I was going to find her mama. I was going to tell her. Instagram, I usually delete negative comments, but TikTok, I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It just doesn't if, bother me as much. If you had your choice between, <clears throat> like, you could only post a one thing, one platform in a day, what would you post to? Well, right now, Instagram is what makes me money. So, Instagram. <laughs> but making equal money on both when TikTok gets there that's my platform of choice mm -hmm. it will get there because it's exploding it is I'm yep. some sponsors that are talking about it so mm -hmm. it will get there quickly and then i don't know what will happen on instagram yeah i've started seeing more and more of the brands show up on TikTok, and so like you i'm like yeah it's only a matter of time uh, before that starts coming through. Yep. So what do you hope your kids learn from watching you do all of this stuff? 
Um, I want them to be independent, be able to do things on their own, especially where I have so many girls. Um, I want them to learn that they don't need to rely on any one person to do stuff for them. They can do stuff on their own. Um, and right now, because I've done it most of their lives, it's just normal to them to see women doing, or, you know, me doing a lot of the work, most of the work. Um, so when we watch Fixer Upper, my son pointed out one day, he's like, how come Jojo doesn't do any of the work? It's always Chip doing the work. I'm like, well, you know, she likes to do the design work and that's fine that that's what she enjoys doing, but it is possible for women to do the other stuff too. And it was just neat to see them recognize those things that they just think it's normal that women do the work. Like, well, it's not normal. It's it's not the average. I'm kind of the weirdo, and, but it's starting to get more mainstream. And I like that they can watch us kind of help blaze that trail that women can do both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, what do your teenage daughters think of you being on TikTok? Um, mostly... They love it. <laughs> More famous than all their, you know, the snooty kids at their schools that want to be TikTok famous. And they're like, you only have 10,000 followers. Like, my mom has 150,000. <laughs> that's just not their personalities, but right. yeah. they think that's pretty cool. And um, we get along really well. So I, I th- I'm sure I embarrass them occasionally, but... <laughs> like I said about humor though we we're we enjoy humor a lot and they understand my humor and that's fine but I have when I reach some milestones TikTok has actually sent me some swag so I have oh, a nice. TikTok, TikTok sweatshirt and and they like to wear those and kids will be like oh are you on TikTok no but my mom is <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome follow our yeah. page that's right so. <laughs> You know, that's my, my son, he's a first grader, said something similar that, to that the other day um, about, he's like, I wonder if my teacher follows you on TikTok, because she should, you know, <laughs> just like, aw, that's so sweet. Like, doesn't... I actually started my TikTok page is because my first grader, or no, fifth grader, excuse me, she wanted to be on it because her friends were all on it. And I was like, ah, what is this? You know, ah, I'm not so sure about it. Hadn't heard about it at all. This was last year. And so I started my account and um, I don't remember. I was at their school picking them up or something and all the kids were on TikTok. They were all playing or um, doing a video after school. And I was like, there are a lot of people on this app. I think, I think it's going to be big. If the kids are on it, mm-hmm. that's kind of generally where things go. And then the adults take over and ruin it for them. And then they'll find <laughs> something. Um, but so I started posting videos and I was surprised that it wasn't just kids. Suddenly I had all these women followers and commenting and I was like oh my gosh there's like more adults out there um and my account just grew really fast and it's like wow this is this is it's more than people think that it's going to be and it has it's exploded mm-hmm. but these are the ones that got me on it yep yeah my my kids didn't know anything about it I, I mean they're six and so they yeah. didn't know anything about it um but now that is one of my son and i's favorite pastimes is to watch cat videos on tiktok because those are hilarious <laughs> favorites too i have to vet first and then i'll save to videos that we can watch together because there's still mm-hmm. there's trash on there still um and it's hard to weed through you won't know you'll think yeah. something's fine and then suddenly you're like <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> you watch this video um so I have to vet everything before I share it with them later and um and they actually still don't have TikTok so it's mom's account and they watch things on mom's account until I can figure out 
how to control it a little better and mm-hmm. um, very cautious about our privacy as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, Charlie, we have reached the end of our time. So I'm going to let you shout out where people can find you on the interwebs, where you would like them to find you on the interwebs. Okay. Um, Build and create home. All of my channels are the same. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, my Amazon store, um, and my website. It's all build and create home. Okay. Perfect. Um, Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me again (laughs) i got to see your face i think last time we were on the phone yeah see i'm moving up in the world now that it's a legit (laughs) podcast yep (laughs) all righty makers again that was charlie with build and create home and uh originally i ran her first kind of mini interview um, as episode 24 back in March last year. It was only 27 minutes. So this time around, you get much more time with her and get to learn a lot more about the funny Charlie. And um, she will also be at WorkbenchCon this year. Um, she's actually presenting on a panel about uh, brand relationships. And that is going to be happening actually at the same time that the parent panel is happening. I believe it's from 10 to 11 on Friday. Um, so if you're not uh, feeling the parent panel, make sure you go and check out her chat uh, about brand relationships at the same time on Friday if you're going to work BenchCon. All right. Well, as always, uh, check out the show notes if you want to follow along with Charlie and you're not already. Um, I will have links in there so you can follow along with her. And uh, please, if you enjoy this episode and all the other episodes, please go ahead and leave a review and hit subscribe and share it out to all your friends so that they know about the podcast and can listen and enjoy as well because all of these maker moms are amazing and I want to make sure that their story gets out there to as many people as possible. All right, Uh, have a fantastic Friday, fantastic weekend, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.